Okay, welcome everybody. Sorry um, for the late start. I just wanted to give uh, as many people a chance to get here as possible. When I got here, the traffic wasn't great. I wasn't entirely sure which building we were in, so um, there's nothing worse than starting with people streaming in. I think we've avoided that. So welcome everybody. Uh, I'm Andy Rain. I'm just on behalf of ASA opening up this uh, ASA sessional, which is brought to you by the Short-Term Insurance Committee. And uh, obviously very, very pleased that uh, Christian and Nadia can uh, give us some insight as to the findings of the last set of statutory returns on the, on the statutory basis. Um, just, uh, I'm not going to, you, you didn't come to listen to me, you came to listen to them, so I'm not going to say too much other than uh, welcome. Uh, please turn off your cell phones or at least put them on silent so we don't have any disturbances. This sessional is being recorded, which is why I'm using this. Um, so just be aware of that if you want to um, ask any difficult questions, they will be recorded. Um, and uh, so uh, other than that, that's why it's important to keep the phones off. Uh, other than that, I think we've got a attendance register going around. So it's important to sign that uh, to get your CPD. Uh, certainly I've seen a, a number of people where uh, the actual society, whether it's the UK one or our one, is busy sort of doing a lot more due diligence around people's CPD records. So you kind of do need to prove you were there. So it's definitely worth signing the register. If we can just make sure it ends at the front here somewhere, and if you haven't signed it, you'll be able to sign it on the way out. Uh, I think I believe after the event, uh, we have some drinks and snacks and a chance to speak to the presenters and to each other. Um, so thank you to, um, yep, you're in the right place. Um, well, you're here for the Saika presentation, yeah? No. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so, so on uh, behalf of ASA, I'd like to thank Old Mutual for uh, providing the venue today and the uh, drinks and snacks after the event. Thanks very much to them. And uh, so just by way of introduction, those of you that haven't had a close and continuous meeting with the FSB, um, you will, uh, if you don't know, this is Christian. Uh, so Christian is a, an actuary, uh, he's the head of the actuarial insurance department at the FSB. Christian's got quite a long career in both insurance and pensions and uh, has been at the FSB now for 13 years. And then we have Nadia, who's also got some pensions and insurance expertise. Okay, uh, good Nadia's afternoon, everybody. Can everybody hear me clearly? Working under okay, great. Um, and, uh, let's start FSB off. For eight years now. So 20, okay, on today's agenda, um, we'll touch on the purpose so of today's to session. To me, so um, to we'll look at a few notes on the data, um, the market overview of the industry. We'll I, touch uh, on aspects of assets, liabilities, Key performance uh, welcome metrics, to this, uh, solvency and capital, reinsurance, and then we'll bring uh, it all together in a conclusion slide at the end. This specific feedback. And uh, so the purpose of the presentation uh, is to present Damon a summary of the key features of the experiences the sort of in the short-term industry. Um, it's also so we to, to give a, a uh, feel of the state of the industry in the South November. African market. Um, we do have a few slides um, that give a high-level comparison with the same results submitted for us um, for the CPR submissions for 2015. Uh, please sort of note that this presentation do actually focus on the current basis and there will be a separate SAM workshop. Um, uh, during the course of next so week in Cape Town, as well as the week thereafter in Pretoria, which will specifically um, deal with the same results, thing. The and that like will be then conveyed to the industry. The, the information the is based on the 2015 the year end reporting. The the presentation will be made available. Um, we included uh, on the 87 insurers' um, uh, annual statutory to sort of submissions to them, in the 
um, analysis for but, today's uh, really um, presentation. Nadia, uh, the rhinos have been excluded. You will therefore not ma be able to make a direct today. comparison with and, um, the annual report that will be available to the industry in due course. Comparative results have been made with some of the previous year's results as well as with some of the SAM results. All insurers include primary insurers as well as reinsurers and most of the slides are related to all the insurers unless specifically stated that we only consider primary insurers for those statistics. In general, the figures are aggregated across the industry or a specified subset of the industry unless stated otherwise. Explain them, but also appreciate okay, so now we have a look at the market overview. I'm going to hand over to Nadia. A few key figures for 2015. The gross Thank written you. premiums increased from 109 billion to 120 billion from 2014 to 2015. The gross written premiums for primary insurers um, amounted to 111 billion, which accounts for 93% of the gross written premium. This implies that approximately 7% of the gross written premium is in respect of reinsurers. The net written premium amounted to 82 billion. The net earned premium amounted to 80 billion. Claims paid reduced slightly from 45 billion in 2014 to 43 billion in 2015. The expenses remained relatively stable at 17% of gross written premium. And then the assets increased from 131 billion to 180 billion. Um, this approximates to approximately 5% of GDP, just to give you a feel for how big the industry is in South Africa. Okay, the personal lines of business still dominate the gross written premium for primary insurers. There has been a slight re a reduction from the 2014 results to the 2015 results, um, and this reduction has been consumed by the commercial and the corporate lines of business. 60% of the gross written premium is in respect of renewals. This is the same as for 2014, leaving the remaining 40% in respect of new business written. Okay, the composition of the net written premium for the industry remained fairly the same as the 2014 results, with a slight reduction for the typical insurers. However, the typical insurers still remains the uh, greatest component in terms of net written premium for the industry. Motor and property still remains the most significant lines of business, um, as can be seen from the uh, gross written premium for primary insurers as well as net written premium, and this filters through to the net claims. Um, this is then followed by the accident and health class of business, and the remaining classes of business contribute 5% or less for each respective category listed in the graph. Um, very little variance occurred between 2014 to, to 2015, so the results remain very similar. The top five insurers for the market account for 55 billion of the total gross written premium, which amounts to a market share of 46%. The top five insurers from 2014 to 2015 remain the same. However, you should note that the positions for the uh, ranking, the second, third and fourth ranking changed a little bit from 2014 to 2015. The top insurer in the market still remains the biggest player with uh, quite a margin. However, there has been a slight decrease in percentage of gross written premium from 2014 to 2015. 
gross written premium increased for, for all the classes of business from 2014 to 2015 with the most significant increase percentage-wise for the guarantee class of business. And this, this is then followed by the miscellaneous class of business. Quantum-wise, the biggest growth was for the motor class of business with a, a growth of approximately $3 billion. Now moving on to assets. The investments amount to $143 billion, with the biggest component being for balances and depo uh, deposits with banks. This is the same as for 2014. This is then followed by shares, depositories, receipts and units. Um, these two most significant contributors towards the total investments remained um, the same as for 2014. However, there has been a slight reduction in the percenti percentage contributions towards the total investment and this reduction has been um, <coughs> consumed by the sh uh, securities and loans as well as the other assets. All of the other assets listed in statement E9 of the quantitative annual returns um, that are not specifically listed in these graphs are grouped in the other category and the main reason for this is because of the insignificant contribution towards total investments. We now focus on the assets backing liabilities which amounted to 85 billion for 2015. Um, the cash and near cash component for the assets backing liabilities increased from 2014 to 2015 as well as the fixed and variable interest securities with a duration of longer than five, uh, four years. Um, the other components of the assets backing liabilities reduced slightly from 2014 to 2015. The liquidity ratio indicated in this slide is the cash component of the current assets as a ratio of current liabilities and the current ratio is the current assets as a, uh, as a ratio of current liabilities. Um, for all the insurer types, the current ratio is above 100% which indicates that on average the indus industry players should be able to meet their current liabilities. For the captive insurer type, the liquidity ratio and the current ratio is much higher than for the other industry players and the main reason for this is that the current liabilities in comparison with the um, cash component of the current assets as well as with the current assets is much smaller in comparison with the rest of the industry players. Um, and the reason for the current liabilities being so much smaller is because a number of the components actually have zero values. The uh, liquidity ratio for the reinsurers are much lower in comparison with the other insurer types. Um, and the main reason for this is because of the current liabilities being much greater in comparison with the cash component of the uh, current assets for the insurers compared to the other insurer types. And um, the biggest component of the current liabilities for the reinsurers is the deposits by reinsurers. Overall, the industry seems to be adequately liquid. Moving on to liabilities. The OCR is the most significant contributor towards the total TPs, amounting to 32 billion of the 59 billion, um, which accounts for 54% of total TPs. This is then followed by the UPP, which amounts to 21 billion and accounts for 35% of total TPs. Um, the RBNR and the URP follows with um, a, a much lower amounts, and the URP is at a negligible level because it's not used widely across the industry. Overall, the technical provisions increased from 2014 to 2015, with the exception of the OCR, which reduced slightly. 
Um, what is not noticeable on this slide is that the mean value is much higher than the median value, which is an indication that there are a few players in the market that have very large provisions, and this pushes up the mean, but that does not necessarily affect the median. Most of the insurers still make use of the prescribed method in terms of board notice 169 of 2011. 28% um, of the insurers make use of an alternative method to calculate their IBNR reserve. Um, this is slightly more than the number of insurers that make use of an alternative method for their UPP calculations. The risks requiring UPP at the year end for primary insurers um, is dominated by constant risks. This is an indication that the prescribed method is still appropriate until SAM implementation. I should uh, um, <coughs> Sorry, I should disclose here that we did exclude all insurers um, for this pie chart and that do have approval to make use of an alternative method to calculate the UPP. So the pie chart only includes insurers which make use of the prescribed method. Moving on to the key performance metrics. Okay, the total claims ratio indicated in this slide is the net incurred claims as a ratio of net earned premiums. And um, the purple solid line indicates the industry average for total claims for 2014, which is at 63%. The orange solid line indicates the industry average for total claims for 2015. And it's clear from um, the graph that the industry average decreased from 2014 to 2015, which indicates a better claim experience for 2015 across the industry. Um, the total claims ratios mostly um, is mostly present between the 40 and the 80 percent um, range and it can be seen from the motor and the property lines of business which are the most significant lines of business in the industry that it drives the total claims ratio. So the motor lines of business is mostly between the 60 and 80 percent range and the property is mostly between the 40 and the 60 percent range. Okay, the claims ratio for the insurer types decreased from 2014 to 2015 for most of the different insurers, for, except for the reinsurers, where there has been a slight increase from the 2014 to 2015 results. Um, and this is an indication that the reinsurance arrangements put in place by the insurers have been utilized more during 2015 than in 2014. And the two classes of business that I would like to highlight in this slide is the accident and health class of business, which showed a vast improvement in the claims ratio from 2014 to 2015. There's a steep decline from 73% to 13% claims ratio, and this resulted in them making losses from 2014 to making underwriting profits in 2015. The miscellaneous class of business had the opposite effect, and they... Um, had a steep increase in their claims ratio from 2014 to 2015. Uh, this resulted in them moving from underwriting profits in 2014 to making losses in 2015. Moving on to the expenses. The expense ratio is just net expenses as a percentage of net written premium. The cost ratio is um, commissions plus expenses as a percentage of net written premium. And the combined ratio includes um, claims paid as a percentage of net earned premium instead of net written premium. Um, from the graph it's clear that the expense and cost ratios across the industry is more or less in line with the uh, different insurer types as well as with the industry average with the exception of the captive insurer. 
Um, the combined ratio for the reinsurer is above 100%, whilst all the other insurer players' average combined ratio is below 100%. Um, the total combined ratio decreased from 92% in 2014 to 86% in 2015, which is again an indication that the claims experience in 2015 was much better than in 2014 because the expense ratios actually increased from 2014 to 2015. Underwriting profits increased dramatically from 2014 to 2015. There has been a slight increase in the dividends as a percentage of net profits from 26% in 2014 to 29% in 2015. And the investment income remained fairly stable from 2014 to 2015. And this is not unexpected due to the vast majority of assets being invested in cash and ca near cash instruments. This graph represents the percentage that each class of business, um, their profits or losses, contribute to the overall total market profit. And the size of the bubble is just the, the class of business as a percentage of the total net earned premium, just to show their significance in the market. So it's clear from this graph again that the market and property classes of business are the most significant classes of business in the industry. And the two classes of business that I would like to highlight in this graph is the accident and health, where the loss from 2014 um, turning into an underwriting profit in 2015 um, is quite evident and they actually contribute quite a large amount towards the total market profit. The other class is the miscellaneous class of business, where they moved from making underwriting profits in 2014 to un making underwriting losses in 2016, oh, 2015, and they're also the only class of business that actually makes a loss contribution towards the total market profit. The typical insurers are still the greatest contributors towards the total markets, uh, uh, total markets underwriting profits. Um, this is then followed by the niche players and the sell captives. And again, it's clear that the reinsurers are the only um, insurer types that on average contribute a loss towards the total market. The 2015 underwriting margin using net earned premium shows a vast improvement from the 2014 results. Um, again, the accident and health uh, uh, performance during 2015 is very evident from this graph. Um, it indicates a, a great improvement in the underwriting margin from 2014 to 2015. The miscellaneous class of business poor performance also comes through in this graph where um, it went from underwriting profits in 2012, 2013 and 2014 to a loss-making um, uh, loss trends in 2015. The guarantee class of business is the class of business that has constantly performed quite well in terms of the underwriting margin from 2012 up to 2015. Okay, moving on to the reinsurance. Most of the insurers have a retention ratio between 80 and 100%. Nine insurers do not make use of any reinsurance. There, are, there is one insurer that actually seeds all of its gross written premium. The two insurers with a uh, um, retention ratio below zero is because they seed a little bit more than the gross, ri gross written premium. And then the one insurer with a retention ratio above 100% is because of a small negative reinsurance premium which could constitute a reinsurance refund.
Okay, the composition of the reinsurance premiums remained relatively the same from 2014 to 2015, with the biggest contribution towards proportional reinsurance. Um, it is interesting to note that a lot of the insurers do actually not make use of proportional reinsurance at all, and they only make use of non-proportional reinsurance. Okay, moving on to solvency and capital. The capital requirements for 2015 increased slightly from 2014, so it went from uh, 24.5 <coughs> billion to 25.7 billion. And if the capital requirements on the current basis for 2015 is compared with the capital requirements under the SAM basis, it's clear that there's quite a big difference and um, the SAM basis is a lot more onerous. This is not unexpected because the SAM basis is more risk-based, uh, is a more risk-based supervisory approach. Um, the capital requirements determined by the solvency capital requirement is for 68 insurers compared to the 66 insurers for 2014. And then the capital requirement determined by MCR is for 19 of the insurers, which is a slight decrease from the 2014 values. Okay, apologies, this is quite a busy graph, um, but it's just to give you a feel for the average solvency cover of the industry. So this is for 2015. The current solvency cover um, is concentrated between the 1.5 and 2.5 level with an average of 3.96 for the industry. This is an indication that there are a few players with very high solvency covers, which pushes up the average. The weighted average is 2.27. And then from the graph, it can be seen that there are a few insurers that are actually financially unsound under the current basis, or very close to financial unsoundness. Um, and then for the uh, solvency cover under SAM, it's clear that most of the solvency covers are concentrated around the 1.5 level. They have an average of 2 and a weighted average of 1.56. And the red markers indicate that there are quite a few more insurers financially unsound under the SAM basis than under the current basis. Um, I should disclose here that we did remove 7 of the current um, basis uh, solvency covers for insurers that uh, were above 10. And then also you'll notice that there are less red markers than blue markers. And the reason for this is we only had 73 um, CPR submissions um, to, to include in the analysis. So you won't be able to make a direct comparison f uh, between the blue and the red markers um, on the graph. It really is a random scattered graph. Okay, as is typical in the short-term industry space, the insurance risk capital is the biggest contributor towards the BSCR. Um, this is then followed by the market risk capital and the credit risk capital. There's also a, a diversification benefit of 18% present. Um, this picture looks a little bit different than the 2014 results, where the market risk con uh, contributed 24% towards total BSCR. However, the reduction from 2014 to 2015 has been consumed by the insurance risk capital for 2015. The total SCR under SAM amounts to 39 billion, with the biggest contributor being the premium reserve risk, accounting for 55% of total SCR. This is then followed by the non-life catastrophe risk, which accounts for 44% of total SCR. 
The solvency covers under the current basis improved from 2014 to 2015 for most of the industry players, except for the niche players, where there's a slight decrease in the average. Um, as is clear from the graph, the, the solvency covers remain fairly stable year on year, um, except for the captive insurers. However, there are very few players in that market, and therefore changes can have a huge impact on the solvency covers um, for those respective players. Overall, the industry remains solvent. Okay, so we're moving on to the stress testings. Um, none of the stress tests rendered the financial, um, the, the industry financially unsound or um, insolvent on an average basis. Um, this is an indication that the industry is quite resilient to the impacts of the stresses. Um, the insurance risk stress tests do have a a bigger impact on the industry's solvency compared to the market risk stress tests. Five of the six stresses have a negative impact, um, with the most significant stresses being the reinsurer stresses. Um, the 100% default on MER more than halves the co uh, industry's um, average core cover. However, it still doesn't render the industry on average financially unsound or insolvent. It should, however, be noted there are a few players in the market that do become financially unsound and even insolvent for that specific stress test, as well as for some of the others listed here. Okay, from the third um, column in this table, it's clear that the impact for the market risk stress test is less severe than for the insurance risk stress tests. Um, the one with the biggest impact is the 50% depreciation in ordinary shares. Um, the two stresses that I would like to highlight in this table is the exchange rates, the 30% appreciation and the 30% depreciation. Um, you would expect that these two stresses would cause the core cover to move in opposite directions if stressed. However, um, as can be seen from the table, they actually move in the same direction. And this could be an indication that the players that are exposed to the uh, these um, stress events um, do have the necessary corrective measures in place to hedge themselves against the impact of these stresses. It could also be an indication of errors in the data. Okay, so we're on our second last slide, the conclusion slide. So on an aggregate basis, the industry is solvent. Um, the industry players are most vulnerable to reinsure a default in an MER event stress. Motor and property still remains the most significant clauses of business. Personal lines contribute the most towards the written premium. Typical insurance contribute um, the most towards net underwriting profits. The largest insurer is still the biggest player in the market by quite a margin. Generally, the industry um, is, uh, is adequately liquid. And then underwriting profits increased substantially from 2014 to 2015. Um, You'll see on the slide, we've indicated email addresses. So if you have any questions that you, that you wouldn't like to raise now, you're more than welcome to forward it to us. You're also welcome to forward us a few remarks or suggestions for any f of these future sessions. And um, thank you very much for your time. So we'll take questions now. Yes.
Uh, and funds will be covered um, at the SAM workshop. Are you specifically talking under the SAM basis? Yeah. Yes, no, that will be covered under, uh, at the SAM workshop next week and the week after that. Yes. Um, look, uh, the, the industry players are not really, they, they're not really invested in property in the short term industry space. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. No, definitely some of the results, um, we're also not 100% sure exactly why they, they move in, in that direction because it's not necessarily what you would expect. Um, so it could be that there are data errors or it could be that they have the necessary measures in place to actually um, hedge them against the, the impact of these stresses. No, not at this. Yeah, no, not at, not at this point in time. No. Uh, look, um, we, we do um, give the information through to, to the Prudential and the frontline analysts and um, notify them that there could uh, be a concern as a well as to the, the same team. Um, uh, those gross technical provisions. It's still in a testing phase. Uh, implementation is imminent, and, uh, but um, we did expect that a, a large number industry. of the insurers will um, have a negative impact on their solvency f moving from the current basis to the SAM basis. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the insurers that do have a, a car cover or ACR cover below one um, are notified and um, we are in regular Thanks, contact with them to find out exactly what the problem the is um, the and what measures risk. can be put in place. So I don't think it's necessary that things are going to change because of those few, few insurers that are financially unsound, um, but they are made aware and there are a lot of communication between those insurers and the FSB to try and restore their uh, solvency yeah, covers. That's what I would have thought. But, but how would that? Okay, thank you very much for for making yourselves available I, I this afternoon. I know with the extreme weather conditions, if it's an asset, um, gets worse it was tasting. <laughs> but thank you very much. And then just another question, anything that you've seen out of this analysis that would lead you to want to adjust any of the SAM um, bases or assumptions or parameters? I know this is not largely a SAM-related analysis, but okay. And then the eight or nine companies that are below um, one times SAM SCR cover, are there any below um, 
no, there's none none below that, obviously. But I mean, d again, does that that there's nothing in that set of insurers that leads you to think there's something potentially wrong with the SAM basis? Okay, thanks, Nadia. Thank you. I was about to say th thanks on behalf of Arthur for um, laying on that presentation. It was very interesting. Sorry I didn't get more questions. I think uh, people are feeling shy this afternoon. And uh, just to remind us, everyone, that there should be some snacks and drinks outside. And don't forget to sign the... Does anyone know where the register is? Uh, okay, great. So it's there at the back. Okay, thanks very much, everyone. Thanks.